Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Dealing with Stupidity, where we are going to change the world through mockery and stupid shaming. Sorry, it's going to be a little extra background noise today. If you can hear it, I've got uh, got some damn fans going because it's hot as fuck in my room today for whatever reason. 60 something outside, but you know, whatever. So, oh, we got some good ones today, I hope. I hope you enjoy this episode. As usual, for questions and comments, please email me at dwstupidity at gmail.com. Go to www.dealingwithstupidity.com and hit the contact page. Or through Twitter at dealingwithstupidity at dwstupidity. So, I'm your host, Kevin. So let's uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, speaking of noises being picked up in the background, I don't know if you guys has ever have ever heard me complain about my weirdo neighbor. Um, uh, the weirdo neighbor across the street before or not, but he usually he's usually the person I'm bitching about around this time when I'm recording a podcast and I'm complaining about his loud, obnoxious ass music. Or he's also not only annoying now, but he's also annoying when we are in the living room trying to watch TV or just hanging out with the family. And we have the windows and front door open. This goofball son of a bitch is one of those guys that uh, when he gets home from work or wherever the hell he's been all day, um, music loud as shit so you can hear his bad, horrible ghetto rap coming from down the street, backs into his driveway. Because, you know, you have to back into your driveway because that's what players do while trying to avoid hitting his dead piece of shit car that's on the other side of the driveway that's been there for several months. Turns his engine off, opens the door with music still loud as shit, and just sits there doing nothing. Just hanging out in his car in his driveway. Uh, so many times I want to tell him, just, you know, just shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear that crap. If you're going to play something, play something that people like, not some random bullshit, you know, <laughs> just crap. You know, I got no problem with rap, but if it's some shitty, just junk and whatever, whatever. He's the guy I complain about, the neighbor I usually complain complain about. I've got a few, but he's he's my main annoyance in life. Other times I've seen him just hanging out on his porch or in his garage with the lights off for whatever reason, just smoking a cigarette and doing nothing, just hanging out, not on his phone, not reading a book, anything, just sitting there, just a strange cat. But he's not the worst neighbor I've ever had. He's really not that bad. He's just strange and fucking annoying with his music. Uh, Now, the worst neighbors I've ever had was years ago when my wife and I lived in one of these uh, neighborhoods that was mostly old people. It was nice when we moved in. Quiet. Nobody bothered anybody. One of those. Everybody kept a yard nice and neat parked in their driveway not in their yard or halfway into the street and on the curb just nice well-kept quiet neighborhood and then it started going to shit as the older people started dying off or getting put in homes by their kids 
And younger families that were smarter than us were getting out quicker than we did. At the time, we couldn't do it. Um, you know, because starting a family is not cheap. But the reason I complain about that, here are some some of the things that actually happened in that neighborhood. Some you would say, oh, that's not so bad. And others you're going to say, wow, that's that's fairly fucked up, Kevin. So my first little pain in the ass story of uh, or my first story of pain in the ass neighbors is this guy that used to live behind us. Um, We shared a six foot fence with the neighbor behind us. And he had two big-ass Rottweilers that would go berserk whenever we let our dogs out in the backyard. See, we didn't leave our dogs out in the backyard like fucking hillbillies. They were inside dogs, and they, you know. But this asshole would leave these two maniacs out all day, all night, rain, snow, sleet, whatever. So when we let our dogs out, um, these little fuckers would just go berserk, start jumping on the fence. And eventually, over time, they would jump pretty much in the same spot. I guess they only had so much room to deal with in their backyard because it was just cluttered with fucking shit. Just bushes, overgrown bushes and crap and whatever. whatever. Excuse me. So over time, these sons of bitches broke the fucking a large part of the fence. A whole section. They broke a fucking 4x4 four four that was holding this section up a fence. So... didn't break at first first i guess they just cracked it and then we start leaning and leaning finally it broke uh, when they did it one time after it rained a few days and it was really weak and it broke so it was just leaning over into our yard leaning very precariously that's a good word so i would have to prop it up with a four by four big ass full size eight foot section of a four by four prop it up so it would not fall down into my property and I would love to have fixed it. But the problem was the fence post was on his side of the fence. I went over there a few times and asked if we could get together one day and fix this problem because because of what I had to do. It looked like shit on my side and it was falling in. And if the fucking fence breaks, your dogs are going to be in my backyard. And it just looked like complete shit. Bottom line. And it was shit. Who does it? Who just lets a section of the fence just fucking be hanging there? Who does that? What kind of asshole does that? He didn't give a shit. This dude was a rube. So, I went over there a couple of times, and every time he said, hey, man, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'll do it this weekend. Never do it. Never do it. One day, I, I noticed I came home from work, or... Woke up on a Sunday morning, and he had actually attempted to do something. I don't know what. It wasn't perfect. It was still leaning nowhere near as bad as it was. It was still leaning a little bit. And I didn't have to have my big-ass 4 by 4 hunk of lumber, just, you know, keeping it up. So I went over there and gave it a little push and just fucked with it, and it was wavy. I mean, it was like it was, <laughs> it was like a rubber band was holding it up or something. So I got the ladder out, looked over, and he had, what he had done, he had just patched the broken 4x4 four four post that the fence was connected to, just patched it together. Now, anybody who knows anything about wood, you can do a patch job. That's one thing if you do it into a good piece of wood. Well, he did this patch job in the rotten fucking wood, so it was still swaying a little bit, and it was just going to break again eventually. 
Just horrible. So I was like, God damn it, man. All right. I went over, after I found that out, I waited until next weekend when it was a nice, you know, we'll wait until about Thursday or so. It was going to be a nice weekend. I said, look, man, how about this? You put your dogs up this weekend just for a couple hours, long enough for me to go out there. I will dig a new hole. I will cement it into the ground and reattach the fence properly with a proper post so we we don't have to worry about this ever again or as far as I was concerned ever again because I was going to sell the house soon. So I went over there to say that and uh, never answered the door. Left a note on the door. Please call me. Left my phone number. This is your neighbor behind you, blah, blah, blah. Went over there again and never answered the door when I knew he was home. So he was fucking avoiding me. That's what he was doing. So I, I finally gave up. It was hanging just enough where I wasn't going to say shit when we start selling the house. It's fine. If somebody asks, I'll tell them what's going on. But if nobody says shit, I'm not saying shit. I'm not bringing it up. Whatever. But and the whole time I'm thinking before while we're trying to get the house, you know, if I'm thinking if that damn thing breaks again, and it will eventually, and falls in my damn yard, and your inbred dogs come flying into my yard and attack my dogs, or just in my yard, I'm going to be splattering their brains out like a tomato can all over the place and using their skin as a doormat. But thankfully, I never had to do that. Um, but long story short, which I guess I can't do. Thankfully, I never had that. It held up long enough for us to sell the house, and we got the fuck out of there. But there were some things that brought us along. There were a couple of other stories that uh, put the whole selling the house into play. This was st- still before before we decided we had to go. And so after being there a couple of years... And as it was in decline, a um, the couple that lived next door to us, they moved out, and a younger black guy and whoever, I guess his roommate, moved in next to us. And he was quiet and kept to himself for the most part, except for the time he asked me to borrow my shovel so he could bury his pit bull that was killed by his other pit bull the day before. I didn't want to know anything else. I don't know what you're doing in your backyard or in your house. You don't you don't bother me, whatever. Yeah, here's the shovel. When you're done with it, just throw it over the fence. I got you. Super nice guy when I did talk to him. But, you know, that and the fact that he sold drugs out of his <laughs> out of his bushes late at night is a whole different thing. And I know somebody's at what do you mean sold drugs out of his bushes? Well, let me tell you. It took me a while to figure it out, but I used to um I used to stay up after a while at night after my wife would go to bed because, you know, I had horrible working hours at the time. And all through the night, cars would pull in his driveway for a minute or two, five minutes, and then leave. Or pull up to the curb. Somebody would get out and drive off. Never really paid much attention to it. I was like, well, you know, dumbass me. Well, he's got a lot of friends that stopped by. <laughs> but I finally figured it out one night when I was out on the front porch smoking a cigarette. What he would do, I noticed he would come out with a crumpled up uh, grocery bag, one of those plastic grocery bags, cram it into this bush next to his uh, um, next to his steps going up to his front door, 
and this to go back in. <laughs> Somebody would pull up a little while later, show up, get out of the car, reach in that pull, <laughs> reach in that bush, pull out a bag, and take off. And that would happen like this was one of those nights I was on a bender <laughs> playing video games by myself. It happened like five or six times during that night. And other than that, he was a great guy, I guess. But it would, it would, it, I started after I noticed it, after I realized what was going, I started noticing it more and more. And I was like, I don't like this. This could go south any, any minute. I don't know what kind of guy this is, really, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we had that uh, drug dealer living right next to me. But he wasn't a bad, loud, obnoxious, kind, thuggish motherfucker. You wouldn't have thought it. He was just like a, you know, mid-20s black dude, more shorts and t-shirts, and didn't bother anybody, whatever. So after that guy, then there were the murders. <laughs> At one point, we had these neighbors across the street after, this was, this was after the, uh, neighborhood was starting to decline quickly. Um, people who lived in this house were just an older couple. They moved away and, I guess, sold it to somebody who rented it out or whatever. Um, and it was shared by a group of Mexicans and one blonde white chick. They would park about, you know, three to seven piece of shit cars at any given time in the front yard which was nothing but dirt since all the grass was long dead from all the beautiful parking they did. And they would just hang out in the front yard all the time and do what low-life bastards do when they come home from work or whatever shithole construction site they worked at illegally all day. I know that that's... I know that some of you are saying, that's that's racist, that's profiling or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> it's not profiling, Whatever. But I used to work in construction, so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And besides that, they also had a rooster that would do what roosters do in the morning, or supposed to do in the morning, but this son of a bitch, its internal clock was all fucked up, and it would just do his cock-a-doodle-doo crap all fucking day and night, just at random. Ugh, it would just crow all times of the day. It was annoying as shit. Especially in the middle of the night. It wasn't, nah, it wasn't annoying as shit. It was just fucking weird, really. Because, you know, once you close the doors, we couldn't hear it. But if we were outside hanging out and have friends over and you hear that son of a bitch do his thing, everybody, what in the fuck is going on in your neighborhood? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, there, there was, and like I said, the skinny white chick pale white chick with long bleach blonde hair was always there and so I assumed that she lived with them she was always there hanging out with them um, and you know just one day we stopped seeing her soon not long after that all the cars just disappeared one weekend it would get fewer and fewer until there was nobody there over I forget what period of time this was I didn't really think much of it just kind of relieved alright good those idiots are gone. Hopefully somebody decent will move in or somebody quiet or somebody normal who knows how to park in the driveway. Um, so my wife calls me from <laughs> at work one night, one day, one afternoon when she's getting home. 
and says uh, the street is uh, blocked off by police cars and they let her through because where she lived and cops were all going through the house. A crime scene investigator van shows up, news crews show up, all that, all the good stuff. My wife tries to find out what's going on, but they're not telling anybody yet. They're just saying, well, we're try- still trying to figure out what's happening. Blah, blah, blah. We'll let you know. And my wife is like, do we have anything to worry about? No, no, no. Oh, you're good. So. (laughs) So I get off work later. When I get home. Don't give a shit. Didn't really think much about it after that. Until I saw cop cars up front. And uh, we're watching the news. And what we come to find out is. They were there because somehow they found a guy's severed head in the freezer, but there was no body to be found anywhere. Right. A week or so later, as they follow up on the story, they believe the blonde chick, (laughs) the blonde chick who used to live there did it, and she had, they flashed her picture on the screen. Have you seen this woman? They believe she's involved in this murder and so on and so forth. But she had long dis- since disappeared. And to this day, I don't know if it was ever solved. I tried to search on the internet the other day when I started thinking about this. And I couldn't find anything. And this was 16 or so years ago. So I'm sure there's info out there. But I'm just too lazy to really go digging that deep and fucking Google about it. And I don't much give a shit anymore because I don't live there. But yes, that really happened. They found a severed head in the freezer but nobody and believe skinny white chick did it. So that really happened in my neighborhood. This was all, this was, that was almost the final straw to, you know, speed up the process of selling the fucking house. But about a year or so later, maybe not even that long, there was another murder and this wasn't the deciding factor. I'm sorry, this was the deciding factor to move ASAP. Not that the severed head in the freezer wasn't a sign, but, you know, hey, who doesn't want to cut somebody's head off from time to time and just chunk in the fucking freezer just for memorabilia? I know I do, you know, whatever. But this time it was a little more unsettling. Um, Let's see. It's a few houses down on our side of the street. It was about five or six houses down our, our our side of the street. And it was another drug dealer. But unlike my next door neighbor, these assholes were not discreet in any way whatsoever. Hoopties would be coming and going all day and all, all night. The idiots would be hanging around, hanging out in the front yard with no shirts on, pants, pants half hanging off their ass, uh, wandering around, yelling at each other. Just being loud as shit, you know, fucking cheering each other with their big ass fodies and just talking shit, being loud and obnoxious, you know, how thug life, I guess, is supposed to go. Whatever. So, this this one house was the beginning of this neighborhood the absolute beginning of this neighborhood going full on ghetto. Ghetto. 
and it's sad when I think about it from what it was when we turned when we moved in to this story um with all the cars coming and going and just what this house was and what it represented and, and the change that had happened in just a few years time it was it's just it, it looking back it kind of pisses me off but at the same time, you know, whatever. So one day, the guy across the street from them, old man that lived there forever, apparently, was taking pictures of all the license plates of all the cars coming and going to that house. Now, that's all fine and dandy, okay? But the old man wasn't doing it from like his front window or hiding behind a bush or set up a camera in a tree or some shit. I kind of fault him from being not very bright about it. He was absolutely like, I'm going to show you. I'm I'm letting you know I'm taking pictures of license plates and fuck you. I'm giving them to the police. He would be on the sidewalk. He'd sometimes walk into the street to get a better angle or whatever. Or, But most of the time, he was in the front yard, right on the edge of his curb, taking pictures of all the shit going on. And, well, somehow, the shitheads one day lured him, this guy into the street. I guess they started an argument or whatever, try, try to get that guy to come over there, get him wound up or something, where a fight will ensue or whatever. I don't know how what the story ex- exactly was, but somehow they got him out into the street, middle of the street. And the story goes, they said they were arguing with this guy. One of the hoopties peeled off down the street. And when the guy got out in the street to confront these guys, hoopty did a U-turn, came back down, floored it, and just ran right the fuck over this old man. And if, if if I remember correctly, yeah, it killed him. I don't know if it killed him instantly after he died later in the hospital, but that was it. <laughs> it was time to go. So that's it. We're done putting it on the market. First decent. I'm. We're not playing the whole. Let's see how much we can make game on it. This is the price we want. I mean, I'll go a little lower. We got to get the fuck out. Fuck this. I just don't want to lose money on this house. Fuck this. Sell it to some dummy. I don't care. That's just jacked up what that neighbor turned into. Neighborhood turned into. Fucking, I, I rethinking that story right there, just looking at my notes to tell that story, just, it's sad. It's sad what that neighborhood fucking turned into. Sad. <laughs> you like that? But, that was the final straw. That was it. We're gone. And I think within a week we sold the house and actually made a little bit of money. Not not enough to really brag about, but fucking thank God. We're gone. And um say it was a great house too. One of those houses built in the fifties was built like a fucking tank back then. They knew how to build houses back then. The house we live in now, you know, one of those thrown up neighborhoods, subdivisions. Not near as sturdy. But anyway. <clears throat> yeah, it was built in Ireland. It was a good house. The whole neighborhood was, was 
not big houses, but good houses, built well, you know, sturdy. That old solid brick. Everything was brick, you know. Ah, miss that house. Anyway, don't miss the neighborhood one motherfucking bit, but I miss that house. I miss the neighborhood the way it was when we moved in. But anyway, I'll stop saying, but anyway. But my last little story <laughs> from this neighborhood, which is a little more upbeat. <laughs> Just because of this, I, I, it remi- those two instances, the murders, reminded me of this woman that used to live down the street from us. Just two houses down or so. And she was actually two houses down. She was about two houses either way um, from us and and uh, fake Compton down there, but whatever. They were this this person. I I never saw the husband. I think I saw kids a couple of times, but I knew they had kids because they had fucking broken toys and shit all in the front yard. Um. Broken riding toy toys and whatnot. They used to use a blue tarp for a garage door. We called them the blue tarp people. Yard was nothing but dirt. Kids' toys all over the front yard. Half of them broken. Um, you know, on a good day, I guess when they felt like looking for something in their little carport with the blue tarp, they'd leave it open for a few hours, and we'd drive by and look at. I wanted to go down there and just go through it but i was afraid to sometimes but actually we would go <laughs> when you drive by i mean just filled from floor to ceiling with just shit as far back as you could see furniture uh rubber made fucking tubs without tops on them full of shit um like those big ass wooden spools that they put cable on you find they they had a couple of them stacked in there empty for whatever reason uh just a bunch of crap regardless they never bothered anybody really other than just being fucking slobs but the <laughs> but the woman that lived there i think i may have talked to her once or twice my wife talked to her a few more times than i have cuz you know when i'd be doing yard work and see her walking our way all of a sudden, I need to go inside or go in the backyard or something. I'm just I I'm one of those neighbors that if I'm in the middle of doing yard work or something, I don't want to fucking be bothered. I'm sweaty. I smell like a goat's ass, and I don't want to sit here and have a conversation with you. That's just the way I am, you know. And plus, I you know, I've heard my wife talk about how long she'll talk your ear off. But back to my point with there's. She was a homely chick, mid-30s, apparently a stay-at-home mom. Um, But the kids were never home. So why would you be a stay-at-home mom if the kids were never home? They went to school. They looked like ratty little kids, too. But she dressed like an old woman, had yellow teeth, and she talked just like she looked, like a hillbilly, (laughs) like a hillbilly with a lisp that's been smoking since she was five years old. And whatever she, for whatever reason, when the two murders happened, she was the neighborhood spokesperson. The, you know, when the news comes out and interviews the most random fucking horrible person they can find at a crime scene, they always find the most unintelligent, jibber-jabbering, talking dumbass they can find to interview them. 
<laughs> she was the spokesperson for these murders on our street. Old Yellow Teeth. <laughs> yeah, when the police found out the head was in a freezer, who was the person they interviewed? Old Yellow Teeth. When the old man got splattered all over the road on the hood of a car, who did the news talk to? Old Yellow Teeth. You know, they asked her about the uh, <laughs> the Mexicans and the blonde chick. It was like, they seem like good some people and whatnot, never bothered nobody. Them even lent me their rooster when they went out on town. <laughs> Shit like that. And I, I can't even do her voice. It's just, ah. <laughs> they lent me their rooster when they go out of town. <laughs> it was it was a little bit comical. Why would you borrow somebody's rooster when they went out of town? I'll take care of your rooster. <laughs> Who does that? Fucking... If I'd have known that she had it, or if I'd known they were out of town, fuck, I'd have, uh, I wouldn't have killed it. I don't know. They seem like some good people over there, never bothered nobody. Well, they bother the fuck out of me. You know? And they lived directly across from hers. They were a little, whatever. She just wanted to be that person, I guess. Um... Anyway, that was that was the comic relief of the neighborhood. I guess you can call it comic relief. And you know, and I drove through there a few months ago, and it's just sad. It has turned into complete shithole, just dog shit. And you wonder how do people live like that? And you know, the property values drop drastically, and when you wonder why. But I, you know, but how do people live like that? How do you just let your neighborhood or let your house just go to complete fucking shit? Like our house now, our our old house now, when I drove by there, I didn't get out of the car. You know, the front porch and everything, the house itself looked fine, but there was half the front yard's dirt. Um the tree that was in our front yard hadn't been trimmed in God knows how long. The two We had two tall bushes on either side of our flower bed that probably hadn't been trimmed since we lived there. Uh, let's see, what else? The side yard going to the backyard. My wife spent so much time on the flower bed right there when you enter the backyard through the gate. That's been long gone. And you can just see weeds, those fucking real thick weeds that grow about four feet tall. You could see it from the street. It was just fucking sad. And I actually looked on uh, on a realtor website, too, because it had a for sale sign on it. And the inside of the house is, uh, you, you would think somebody would clean up a little bit, too, when they're selling a house, right? Well, I mean, even on the website, like one, uh, the washer and dryer were gone, but in its place was like a mattress and piles of clothes. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, the kitchen is now like a royal blue. And I can't remember what else stood out. Oh, yeah. uh, just sad. But anyway, how do you let your? How do you do that to to a house? Even if you're renting, how do you just let it go to absolute shit? 
You know, and I don't want to hear people, well, some people are poor and they don't have the same opportunities that other people have. You know, it costs money to keep a house up. No, it doesn't cost money. It doesn't cost shit to go out in the front yard and pull some fucking weeds. Borrow somebody's clippers, trim some shit. You know, I don't want to hear that fucking shit. Borrow a lawnmower, cut your fucking grass. Some people just don't give a fuck, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but people are just low-life fucking slobs that ruined a good fucking neighborhood. Just pieces of shit just ruined the neighborhood. And I noticed blue tar people are gone. I don't... I didn't recognize a single car in the neighborhood. Everybody's house looked like dog shit. Front yard, curb appeal, there was zero. Uh, There was one or two people on the street that looked like they were still trying to hang on or at least gave a shit about how their house looked. Just sad. Just sad, I'm telling you. I don't mean to bring you down, but... That's something you got to deal with when some of you people out there, if you didn't know, if you've never lived in a house and you're looking to buy a house, take a good look at the neighborhood and the surrounding neighborhoods and the streets around it. You don't want your neighborhood turning into that shit. Excuse me. But that's just a little craziness that we went through in that neighborhood. But I'm sure everyone has had some neighbors that need to clean their act up or something. And, um, and there's several different types of neighbors that I've noticed over the years. So there's certain behaviors that you're gonna you're gonna witness. There's gonna be certain things you're gonna notice that you've never noticed before that irritate the fuck out of you. Um, you just gotta pay attention to where you're moving. We learned that lesson in this neighborhood, and unfortunately. It's still hanging on, but I can see it going sideways within the next 10 years or so if the dipshits keep moving in. The scariest thing to me is when you see a a house up, go up, somebody sell their house, house is up for sale, then a few months later you see a for rent sign out front. That scares the shit out of me. Renters are the worst. At least in my experience. But regardless, they're not all bad. There's some good renters out there, I'm sure. But here's some neighbor <laughs> here's some neighborhood tips, some friendly tips if you want to be a good neighbor. And what we'll to watch out for when uh And I want to watch out for that. If if you do any of these things, you're a horrible neighbor. If you know anybody that does any of these things, let them know they're a horrible neighbor and do something about it. Of course, murder up and murder and drug dealing is bad. That makes you a horrible dealer. Dealer? <laughs> What's on my mind? Makes you a horrible neighbor. So the first one, well, not the first one. One of the ones, here. here's one, the creepy neighbor, like I, I mentioned at the beginning, the guy across the street that just kind of 
stands out there and looks around. Sits on his front porch, not doing shit or either sitting in his car, listening to loud music with no friends, just sitting there, not reading a book, not checking his phone or his tablet, nothing, just sitting there. It's kind of creepy. There's really nothing wrong with this guy, just other than the creepy vibe that that they put out, like he's scoping out everybody to set up a crime or something or See, scoping out the kids in the neighborhood. See, this is how I think. Is he checking out to see when, how often people are coming and going, or, or how long, or is he just has giraffe pussy and enjoys his butt just buzz just by staring out in the fucking space? If you are this guy, you need to do something other than just stare in the space like you just had a lobotomy because you look creepy as hell, dude. At least have a book or a newspaper or a phone or something in your hand so you don't come across as a, as a creepy stalker son of a bitch. At least make it look like you're doing something other than just sitting there. That's just creepy to me. That's just me. Some people just, you know, just enjoy sitting out on the front porch and just hanging out. I get it, I suppose. But to me, that's creepy as shit. And like, like the same as the guy above, the guy that just listens to loud music out on in his front yard, on his front porch, in his car. At least in my neighborhood, that's that's what happens. Or or just loud music in general. Where you know, if you're two three houses down and I can feel the thump in my house, don't be that guy. You're being an asshole. Just turn it down. The whole neighborhood doesn't want to hear your shit. And if you think it makes you look cool, it doesn't. It just makes you look like an asshole. Man, everybody's got to check out my jams. <laughs> no, you're being an asshole. And if you're having a party, at least invite people. Invite your neighbors. You don't have to mean it. Say, hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm throwing a party this, this weekend. Uh, you want to come on down? We're going to be... Um, Watching some porno, and you know, you can make it sound like you don't have to come. <laughs> We're going to be listening to some horrible music and uh, watch midget porn with uh, biker outfits on and maybe some furry outfits. And you're more than welcome to come by, but I'm just letting you know, we're having a party, so it might get a little loud. You know, give somebody some morning. Then you just say, No, you creepy motherfucker, get off my fucking front porch, and I don't want to hear your loud fucking music. You can be nice about it. Dude, the whole neighborhood doesn't have to hear your shit. I promise you. Like I said, it just makes you look like an asshole. It just makes you an asshole. It doesn't make you look like nothing but an asshole. I know I'm rambling a little bit. I'm not drinking. I'm going to see how long I can do this not drinking alcohol thing. Because if you notice, usually when I'm doing these, I'm I'm drinking a little bit. Usually rum and coke, sometimes beer, but now I'm on a coffee kick because it's a lot better for you than alcohol, supposedly. Okay. Next on the list, the loud neighbors that argue all the time. Look, it's simple. Keep your dumbass arguments to yourself. Don't be the couple that argues out in the front yard like some kind of drunken horse stripper. 
or the backyard for that matter, because everybody can hear your dumbass argument. Nobody wants to hear your bullshit, and nobody wants their kids to witness what redneck is living next to them all the time. My wife and I, occasionally, you know, couples do argue occasionally, but normal people keep it to themselves and don't argue in the fucking front yard, and especially <clears throat> so everybody can see, and especially people that aren't family. You know, keep your arguments to yourself. Lock yourself in your bathroom and y'all go at it. Go in your kitchen. Go at it. Don't do it out in public. Don't do it out in your front yard. Yes, I've had a neighbor. We've had neighbors that have done that before. And if you and your better half feel the need to have an audience when you're yelling at each other like a couple of homeless people fighting over a cardboard box, then for God's sake... Do what, do what your type of people do. Go to the closest wall, Walmart and have a fucking field day with it. Nobody wants to steer, hear your stupid ass bullshit when they're trying to enjoy a nice day or an evening. Nobody wants to hear that. Do what you people do. If, you're gonna, if you have to have an audience, go to Walmart and do it. Have your fucking argument there. Just shut the hell up and act like you have some sense. Don't be that couple. Don't be those people. You're annoying, and you're being assholes. And since I'm being on, <laughs> since I'm on the subject of a loud and obnoxious asshole neighbors, let me throw in there the redneck with the big ass truck. I got loud pipes so you can hear me. You hear my stupid ass coming from two blocks away because I think I'm cool when I'm actually a loser pussy. You're not cool, fella. You're an annoying asshole, and everyone hates you, including your wife and kids. They told me so. Same with the loud-ass motorcycle neighbor who has to rev it 20 times before he leaves his fucking driveway. Gotta just shit on it. I'm cool. I'm gonna sit here and rev it so everybody hears it. Gonna just sit here and do it. Make all this noise, and I'm gonna just breathe all the way out of the neighborhood. Dude. <laughs> You're not cool. You're loud, piece of chrome shit, your leather jacket with tassels, and your flowing gray ponytail does not make you cool. It makes you a jerk-off, as a matter of fact. Please be a little more respectful to your neighbors. Don't be that guy, because I promise you nobody likes you. There's no reason to sit in your driveway. I'm going to let it warm up for 30 minutes and just sit here and rev it. Rev it. Just be loud as fuck. Everybody can hear me. You like my ponytail over there, little boy? You like that? It's fucked up, dude. You're an asshole. <laughs> and up there with those idiots, the loud, obnoxious vehicle people, there are the speeding assholes. You know the ones the ones that think your, your street is a drag strip or you feel the need to make a dramatic entrance or exit out of the neighborhood hauling ass no, for no reason whatsoever, trying to look cool. With your loud pipes. <laughs> Plain and simple. If you do this, you're an asshole. Kids play around here, fucko, and sometimes they go out in the street. It's not a fucking highway. You know? I've <laughs> I've known redneck neighborhoods that, you know, they got no problem throwing a rock in your fucking windshield. You know why? Because nobody likes that shit. It's fucking dangerous. It's stupid. 
It's a 15 mile an hour speed limit. Why are you peeling out of here like you're fucking Batman or somebody? Fucking jerk off. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. You're an asshole. You're horrible. You're a horrible neighbor if you do that. And while we're on the subject of automobiles, I'm going to bring this up. Don't be the guy with a broken down car in the driveway with oil stains all over your fucking driveway. Sell that piece of shit already or put it in the garage. I mean, shit. Like I told you, the guy across the street from my house, he's had a, his old car has just been sitting in his driveway for at least at least six months. And if you're one of those people who says, it's a classic, I'm going to restore it one day. What? I don't know what accident that was. <laughs> I'm going to fix it up and sell it and make me some money. You're delusional, dude. I'm pretty sure a 1998 Chrysler Sebring isn't a classic and never will be. It's a piece of garbage. Especially the ones that are rusted out and it's only got three wheels, dude. Put that son of a bitch in your garage. Sell it for scrap. Do something with it. Because you look like an asshole. You're being an asshole. And you got fucking problems. <laughs> you know, it's one thing if your car's broken down for a couple of weeks. You know, sometimes it's money's tight and you got to get your shit together to get your shit fixed. But at some point, you got to let it go. Sell that motherfucker, dude. Sell it. I don't understand that. What are you hanging on for? If you if it's been there for six months or longer, if it's been there for two months and you hadn't raised the cash to put a new wheel on it or fix whatever problem it's got, then you need to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, literally, this dude's car has been sitting there for months. You're better off selling it for scrap or pushing it off a cliff. Don't be this guy. That hunk of shit has been. <laughs> that hunk of shit sitting there just collecting rust and the paint jobs fading every day more and more. That's what most people call, most normal people call a fucking eyesore. And nobody in their neighborhood. No, I don't. Well, there's some neighbors don't give a fuck. But most neighborhoods, you know, there's people that don't like that shit. Fix your shit, man. Or put it in the backyard. I don't give a fuck what you do. Get it out of your front, front fucking yard. Anyway, more to the point, sell it or, or get rid of it or something. Clean your shit up, dude. Nobody likes you. And, you know, usually it's the same guy who has busted up kids' toys in the front yard or trying to hide them on the side yard or um, a basketball goal that hasn't been used in two years just standing up on the side of your house or leaning down, leaning against your house. Dude, sell that shit. You ain't going to use it again. Sell that shit or hide it. Just clean your shit up, dude. That's all I'm trying to say. Don't be that guy either. Don't be that neighbor. Because nobody will like you. They'll think you're an asshole.
Be a little clean. Take pride in your fucking house. Take pride in yourself. And that's the same guy that probably doesn't cut his yard for weeks. I get it. Sometimes it's just too damn hot to cut the yard in the summer. Things come up. You don't seem to have time. But when it's knee deep, and the guy on either side of you and across the street from you keeps their shit nice and neat, it's time to do something about it. Bite the bullet. Get your ass out there and cut the fucking yard. It looks like shit. And when your sorry ass does get around cutting your weeds, because your yard is mostly weeds now at this point, don't be the jerk-off that just blows the clippings into the street. Or even worse, doesn't even attempt to clean them up. Because you know where that shit ends up? Everybody else's yard but yours. If you're the fucker that just blows the shit out in the street and hoping that the wind of the cars is going to take it away, well, that shit ends up in my fucking yard, asshole. That shit ends up in my yard and everyone else's yard around you. So clean your shit up and stop being a clod, you fucking doorknob. God. I'm telling you. Everybody's got some of these neighbors. You have to. If you live in a neighborhood that doesn't have any of these neighbors, I want to live where you live. Or if you're one of those rich people where you're not rich, but smart people that your closest neighbor is like a quarter mile away. God, I envy you. You're my favorite. That is my goal in life. Where my closest neighbor is like two miles away. <laughs> Mm. Lastly, don't be that jerk off that just lets your dog roam around the neighborhood where it can come and go as it pleases. You know what I'm talking about. Nobody wants to clean up your dog's piles of shit in their yard or have to worry about that bitch digging up our flower bed or getting into our trash or bothering and scaring the kids in the neighborhood that just want to fart around and have a good time. My dog's a sweet dog. He'd never hurt anybody. Bullshit. You don't know what that little butthole's going to do. You're not around and you haven't seen this shithead in action. I've got no problem throwing a brick at some shithead dog's (laughs) face for fucking up my yard or shitting all over the place. Or bothering the neighbor's kids or anything. I see your dog wandering around aimlessly and it looks the slightest bitch (laughs) that was a slip up slightest bit like it might have some issues I'm going to brain it with a brick and nothing pisses someone off more than stepping into dog shit when they walk out of their house on their way to the work in the morning especially when they don't even let their dog out in the fucking front yard or don't own a dog you want to piss somebody off just shit, just like that pisses everybody off. Just letting your shit and pissing dog go wherever the fuck it wants to. Just you're you're being an asshole. You're an asshole if you do that. My dog's a good dog. He wouldn't do that. Fuck you. Yes, he would. All dogs do it. All dogs are assholes when they're not around their owners. So you assholes out there that just let your mutt roam the neighborhood. Take some responsibility or Fifi's going to come up fucking missing. Or come home with a big ass knot or a fucking limp. Oh, that's not the final one. This includes, this also includes the butthole with the dog that won't shut up. 
you know the you know the neighbor dog that, that's always in the backyard yipping barking and no fucking apparent reason whatsoever i know they're not barking anything they would they want to come inside they want some attention the asshole Ugh, excuse me And it's not the dog that pisses me off. It's the fucking owner of the dog that has created that problem. Pay some fucking attention to your damn dog or let it in. I'm one of those people that if you have a dog and leave it outside all the time, then you're an asshole. Why did you get the damn dog in the first place? If you're just going to leave it outside to become some mangy fucking creature from a horror movie, why did you get a dog in the first place? We got a neighbor that's got a little, you know, a small dog. One of those little yippy dogs. And I don't hear it in the house. I do hear it in the house sometimes. But they let it out at like when it gets dark and leave it out there until like 10, 30 or 11. And the whole time it's just yip, 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 yip. You're an asshole. Let your fucking dog back in. Or the neighbor that leaves her, like my old neighbor, my old neighborhood who fucked up our fence, just leaves their fucking animals outside all the time. Why don't you get a dog if you're not going to pay attention to it? Leave it outside all the time. Poor fucking dog. That's why dogs go crazy. They don't get any fucking attention. I saved a dog. No, what do they use now? I've rescued a dog. I love this little dog. It stays outside all the time, so it doesn't pee in the house. Shit in the house. But it barks a lot. Well, that's because you're not paying attention to it. Fucker. <laughs> anyway, that is, you're an annoying neighbor if you do that. You're an asshole. And if you're saying to yourself that none of my neighbors do any of these things, then either you live in a great neighborhood... You know, you live in a great neighborhood, and they are out there. Lots of neighborhoods are great neighborhoods. And they'll take pride in how their property looks. Don't let their dogs roam around. They're not the asshole fucking revving their, revving their fucking engines at 7 o'clock in the morning. You live in a great neighborhood. You You should feel good about that. And, or, if you do, if you notice that, man, I don't have any of those problems, maybe you're the problem. Take a good look at yourself now. I'm trying to help you. If you do any of the things I've just talked about, you are a horrible neighbor, you're an asshole, and nobody likes you. I promise you. So, if you do <clears throat> any of this shit, and you're or you're close enough to a neighbor that hat, you know, fuck that. Just tell your neighbor, dude, clean your shit up, dude. Be quiet, dude. Do something with your fucking dog. I live here too. What gives you the right to be the asshole? And I gotta sit here and take it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Do yourself and everyone else a favor. Please clean your shit up. Be quiet. 
be a good neighbor or fucking move because we hate you. Hate you. Or at least I do. And I can't be the only one out there. I hate shitty neighbors. There's there's no reason for it. It's fucking common sense or it's how you were raised. It's It's all of the above. You're a fucking jerk off if you do any of this shit. You're an asshole. You are an asshole. And with that, take it to heart. Spread the word. Don't be that guy. Don't be an asshole. And that is your lesson for the week. Class is dismissed on that. Or no, it's not dismissed. That part of the lesson is over. And thank you for listening. Take it to heart. Spread the word. Thunderbird. Anyway, I know that was corny. I don't give a shit. It's all right. People need to know. People, that's part of what this podcast is about. People need to know when they're being stupid, and they need to know when they're being assholes. And don't be afraid to let them know. That's why so many people get away with it, and that's why there's so many stupid people and so many assholes out there in the world. Don't be afraid of them. Let them know you're you're being stupid, man. You're being an asshole. Stop it. You're fucking it up for everybody else. Because you're stupid. But that was fun. That felt good. Felt really good. Luckily, I hadn't had any of those neighbors in a long time other than weird guy across the street with the fucking car sitting there. Pretty much all our neighbors are great. Yippee dog, I hadn't heard it in a while, honestly. And I haven't seen, there used to be a dog that roamed the neighborhood. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. I heard a few gunshots one night. But I hadn't seen it since. <laughs> that's not true. Well, yeah, it kind of is. But anyway, that's the lesson for today. So in the somewhat current stupid events section of the show, I've got a couple of real dandies. First one comes from ABC13.com that I found. Uh, man shot and killed at party after putting on bulletproof vest. Hmm. The Houston, Texas, the Houston Police Department says one man shot and killed by a party goer after he decided to put on a bulletproof vest. According to investigators, about six to eight people were at the residence for a party when the shooting occurred. What a dumb dick. Authorities say one man decided to put on a bulletproof vest while one of the party goers fired a shot at him. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey, hold this. See if this works. It is unusual that people would put on a bulletproof vest and play with the guns at a party. Play with the guns? Play with guns at a party. But these things happen from time, happen sometimes, HPD Homicide Sergeant Mark Holbrook said. Hmm. Police are working to locate the person who shot the victim and another male to determine more about the incident. Well, it's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> Some fucking idiot said, I'm going to put on this bulletproof vest, and here, gave a gun to another fucking idiot and told him to shoot him. 
pretty much how that goes down or vice versa. Some idiot with a gun and a bulletproof vest hitting a bulletproof vest to his buddy. Hey, man, man, watch this shit. Let's check this out. Let's see if this works. Fucking dumbasses. Investigators are waiting on forensics to determine whether the bullet went through the vest or skipped the panel. No comments are really <laughs> really needed here. Everything pretty much pretty much worked out how it should have in this situation. I think if you're dumb enough to either be the target or the shooter in this situation, you deserve everything you get. That's just fucking stupid. Oh, here we go. Here's another. Here's another dandy. Moses Lake woman burned after driver pumps gas into garbage can inside car. <laughs> this was back in February 2018. Where did I get this one? Um, KHQ local news web producer connect by blah, 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 by Matt Pusatori. Pusatori? However you pronounce your name. Moses Lake, Washington. The Grant County Sheriff's Office says a woman is in the hospital after a vehicle fire Sunday morning in Moses Lake. Deputies say the fire was caused by her companion pumping gas into a garbage can inside the car. Fire crews and deputies responded to Cascade Grocery Store around 8.15 a.m., Investigators learned that a 1988 Ford Tempo had parked at the gas pump, had parked at the gas, pumped, and the mail driver had attempted, wow, you need to proofread your shit, bro. Investigators learned that a 1988 Ford Tempo had parked at the gas pump, it, sa- it says gas pumped, and the mail driver had attempted to pump gasoline into a garbage can. He had in the back seat. The female passenger, who was smoking a cigarette at the time, apparently caused the fumes to ignite, engulfing the car. You don't say. The woman got out of the car but sustained severe burns. A bystander drove her to Samaritan Healthcare in Moses Lake for treatment. Her current condition is unknown. The driver ran away on foot. Well, apparently he just fucking burned up a car. After the fire was out, deputies discovered a large quantity of marijuana in the trunk. The vehicle was seized as evidence. Deputies say the investigation is ongoing. You know, that's almost right out of a Cheech and Chong movie. Cheech and Chong's next movie where they're pumping, they pump gas, or actually they siphon gas into a garbage can. But this dumbass was doing it on purpose. And he paid for it, apparently. Or he was going to pay for the gas. Just got to put it in a garbage can that's in the back seat. What are you going to fucking do with that? What in the fuck are you going to do with a garbage can full of gas, idiot? Jesus Christ. What kind of shit is going on out there? You have got to be one of the biggest morons on the planet. Fill up a garbage can with gas inside a car in the back seat while your whore girlfriend is smoking a damn cigarette. What a great idea. That should work just dandy. 
I don't care how high, drunk, how. Uh, that is a level of dumb. That is a level of stupidity that's unreachable by normal people or even halfway normal people. What kind of drugs are you on when that seems like a good idea? <laughs> what were you what were you gonna do with a garbage can full of gas? And let's say dummy wasn't smoking a cigarette to ignite it. How were you gonna drive without getting that shit everywhere? What what was the what was the kind of car was it? Ford Tempo. I don't remember what a tempo looks like. Let's Google it. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, there's the year of it, too, in 88. Oh, Jesus Christ. What were you thinking? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the bulletproof vest story. How did you think this was going to work out? <laughs> How did you possibly think, hey, this is a good idea? <laughs> I don't see how there's room in the back seat of one of these motherfuckers. Poor garbage can. Anything other than like a little, like a, a little waste basket you have next to your desk at work. Holy shit! Yeah, that that, that ended pretty much the way it should have. <laughs> Goddamn, people are dumb. Oh, uh, I, I want. I want. I would hope that. I wish they would have caught the dude. Just. To, Dude, what in the fuck were you thinking? What, what were you planning on doing? I got in. I've just got to fucking know. What were you going to do with a garbage can filled with gasoline? And how did you think you were going to get it from the gas station to wherever the fuck you were going in a garbage can? <laughs> what a great idea. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. One more story today or this episode. I'm dealing with stupidity and somewhat current stupid events. Wow. It's just unbelievable. Georgia woman burns down 20 homes after losing her house in a divorce. By Bill Gallucci. Where did I get this story? WSB TV. Where is that? Uh, Georgia. A Georgian woman who had recently lost her home to her ex-husband in a bitter divorce battle decided that she couldn't live there, that if she couldn't live there, nobody could. According to Fox News, Adrian Satterley stacked up mattresses in her living room and set them ablaze. Mm-hmm. Stacked up mattresses in her living room and set them ablaze. <laughs> the fire quickly spread out of control, burning down her home and damaging 19 others in her neighborhood. Speaking of neighborhoods, yeah, watch out for these crazy fuckers in your neighborhood. WSB-TV reports that Satterley, <laughs> Satterley set the fire and then left the house with her two cats. Authorities say she walked over an hour to a local Walmart where she called 911 to report the fire. An hour later, I think they knew of the fire before you called them from Walmart with your two fucking cats. 
Her home was one of the four houses that were destroyed, while 16 others suffered damage. Luckily, only one person was injured in, in this massive fire. Despite, uh, God, here goes my reading. Despite the, ma- the massive property damage, only one minor energy was reported, the Paulding Fire Department said. Police arrested Satterley, who was Satterley, who was charged with 14 counts of first-degree arson and three counts of aggravated animal cruelty because two dogs and one cat died as a result of the fire. Um, uh, let's see. Yolanda Woodland was one of the owners of the two dogs that died and said she was heartbroken. I lost my two dogs, which is the hardest thing because material things can be replaced, but my dogs is my, that breaks my heart. I shouldn't make fun of her, but I imagine that's how she sounds. Her daughter, Azalea Godfrey, who lost everything in the fire, said she the flames moved very quickly. The house next door, the whole thing was already engulfed in flames. Our living room and kitchen were was already on fire. Notice how... <laughs> Within two minutes, the house was engulfed in flames. I mean, it went really quick. Satterley is locked up in Pauling County Jail, where she is being held without bond. Hmm. What a cunt. See, this proves that women are mentally unstable. This proves it. Not all women. Women. But I'd say a good majority. See... You lost your house in the divorce, which was probably brought on to you because most divorces, the woman comes out on top. I've never, I'm sure there's stories, but I don't recall many stories where the woman loses shit. So, bitch, you must be a real winner. And crazy, but now 19 people have to rearrange their life because of your stupid ass. You are a cunt. You are a stupid fucking cunt. And it's one thing, and four, what did it say, four people, their whole house is gone? And he, what a fucking bitch. I just can't believe that shit. That's just insane. Hang on. See, yeah, bitches be crazy, man. Bitches be crazy. It just proves it. Jesus Christ. You know how pissed I'd be if my house burnt down because some crazy cunt two houses down couldn't deal with it? God. I'd be pissed beyond belief. Anyway. But that's the last story I got. You just can't can't believe these people are actually out there and breathe the same air we do live on the same fucking planet i don't understand that but anyway that is our um that's the world we live in and that wraps up our uh trifecta of somewhat current stupid events and we'll have uh i should have some really good ones next week i don't know Maybe not. But I'm going to read you from the book of facts. The book, um, Are You Shitting Me? And we left off last week. <laughs> Where do we leave off? 
some really fucked up facts on um, how the hell I got on the boners and masturbation, but shit having to do with sex. Let's see. I'm just going to read a few here because this is this is just entertaining to me. Hmm. Patented in 1876, the Stevenson Spermatic Truss is an anti-masturbatory device that squeezed the penis into a small pouch that was stretched and strapped down between the legs to prevent erections. <laughs> nice, huh? This is how people used to think. That's why I started reading that. This is how people used to think about sex and boners and sex was evil. Yeah, you're supposed to get that. Whatever. Another device, <laughs> the four-pointed penile ring, is a metal collar lined with spikes that was worn around the penis, effectively thwarting erections. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wearers of the Bowen device would have their pubic hair ripped from their body should erection occur. Good God. All right, that's enough of the erection shit. Oh, that was the last one anyway. Wait. Um. Now, this is fucked up. In an early American pediatric guide, uh, the treatise. Uh, let's see the treatise on the physical and medical treatment of children, eighteen twenty-five. Doctor William Deweese, I don't know, advised expected mothers in late pregnancy to allow a young but sufficiently strong puppy to suckle on their breast to toughen <laughs> to toughen the nipples and improve milk flow in preparation for breastfeeding. You fucking moron. Yeah, that'll work. It's fucked up. All right, I'm going to move away from the sick shit and give a couple more facts that I think are funny. Not funny, just fucked. Mm, let's see. In 1972, a conservation group dumped millions of tires in the ocean off of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. To help clear landfills and buffer and buffer dying coral reefs, but the debris has destroyed more marine life than it has saved. Genius, genius. There is a growing population of radioactive wild boar in the area around the former former Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Nice. That's awesome. A Japanese commercial 727 crash in 1971 after being struck by a student pilot. All 162 people aboard the commercial died, but the flight student parachuted to safety. Asshole. Another fun fact. Mm, let's see. I might leave you with this one. More than 7,000 people die every year to 
due to the doctor's bad handwriting. Ah, that's interesting. Let's see. Let's find one more good one. Ba -ba -ba. Well, here's one I actually remember. In December 2013, 16-year-old Ethan Couch struck and killed four pedestrians while drunk driving. Incredibly, Couch was sentenced to only probation after his defense attorney argued that he suffered from affluenza, affluenza, meaning his wealthy parents never set limits for him. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just awesome? And then one, oh. That's just bullshit, if you ask me. But anyway, that's it. That is this episode of Dealing with Stupidity, number 19. I've done it 19 times. You know, that's... Never mind. So anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Dealing with Stupidity. Don't forget to review on iTunes. And I know everyone out there knows someone that would like to hear or needs to hear this episode, so please share it. Rate and review it. Um, have a good week, everybody. Again, thank you for listening. And like I said, have a great week. And I'll come back with some more fun, stupid things to talk about next week. Later, guys.